Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Tuesday, March 30th. Welcome to another episode of Channeling Amelyn. This is a process created by me, Amelyn, for me, Amelyn. <laughs> it's a way that I connect with my highest expression of who I am. This is my inner work on display. I'm hoping that I can um, inspire other people to do their inner work by them seeing me do my inner work, right? It's not a big, scary thing. It's work. (laughs) But we can all do it. I think that we have the skills to sit with self. And if we don't, there's so many people that are there to help. So if we want to really change the world, which there's a lot of people trying to, you know, improve what is, then if we start with self, I think we're going to see major exponential change. But we all got to do our inner work so that our collective can be healthier and more vibrant. So what's my process? I sit in my red fluffy chair in my room. I get a cafe de olla, a comfortable beverage, a comfortable beverage, <laughs> a comfortable chair and an enjoyable beverage. Uh, the, the birds are singing in the morning. My window's open. Um, and I do this process quite formally for the podcast. But on my own, it's just like now a thing. It's just, this is my ritual. This is my routine. I just do this. Um, Now, I don't think that my process is going to be everybody's process. By no means. Um, I do have a lot of background in psychology and counseling and peak performance uh, as far as education and coaching or mentoring or teaching others. So those are the gifts that I bring to my own process is I have a lot of um, academic background. Um, So somewhere that's in my brain, I'm also a big reader, a big researcher, and um, all of that data is in my head. I'm okay with being a little crazy, meaning Um, All of my thoughts don't have to be structured into storylines that everybody accepts. I I give myself space to go from here's all the narratives that exist today to opening it up and allowing anything in. Right. Anything in my highest good. Obviously, that's what I qualify it is, is I take any answers. But as long as they're in my highest good and the highest good of others as well. And then things show up that I really don't know about. At least I'm not aware. Maybe it's all my unconscious. I don't have to make meaning out of this. I spent many, many, um, I don't I want to say years almost, but really questioning um, what everything means and how to make sense of it and whether other people approve of my narratives or not. And I just don't do that. This is me doing me. And I allow whatever is. Okay. I use imagination, visualization, and creativity in my process. Um, That's why I do the storylines, because they work for my brain. Um, That's why I do the podcast. (laughs) 
Because it's easier for me to talk than just think. It's easier for me to talk than it is to write. Um, I'm a narrator by nature. So whatever I'm seeing in my head throughout the day is probably what I'm talking about. I see and I speak. Um, So this is no different than the gifts I use (laughs) elsewhere. I see in my head and I speak out what is presenting there. Um... All right, so let's get into my visualizations. First of all, my red fluffy chair, my coffee, and then I sit cross-legged. I don't know why I got into this, like, you know, yoga kind of sitting thing. It's not like I learned it from yoga. I just sat. Maybe because of my meditation classes. Yeah, I took a lot of meditation classes in practice and just used to sitting this way. So this is the way I sit. Not that there's, you know, you must sit a certain way. (laughs) It just happens to be comfortable for me. So I sit with my legs crossed, um, tucked under my butt. Like one foot is right under my butt and then the other one's wrapped around. And then I put my hands on my knees and I take three breaths. Um, The breath is inhale for a count of four, hold it for a count of seven, and then exhale for a count of eight. And that slows down my breathing, um, brings me into the present moment. I normally um, go into the future. That's my, I guess my balance is pulling it into the present, but I'm constantly moving towards the future. That's my direction, right? So I have to be consciously aware to be in the present. And that's what the breath does for me because your your breath only exists in the now. Um, okay, so I get into the present moment, and then I use visualization, so my, my brain starts with like, it's almost like a coloring book photo, right? So what you see on the podcast cover is the photo that my daughter drew of what I see in my head. That's her gift. She can, I can put things into words. She puts them into images, right? And so what you see on that cover is identical almost to what I see in my head. Okay, almost because mine's moving and that one's (laughs) that one's stagnant. It just stays in that one picture where mine's like undulating with a lot of colors and things like that. But here's what I start with. So I'm a tree. I see myself as a tree and it gives me all the parts that I need for this process. The first one are the roots. Um, When I'm living my life, I understand why I'm living my life. Okay, the big why, not little what I'm doing, but the big why. And I know this is kind of an esoteric kind of question, a philosophical, why do we exist as humans? And I think there's so many narratives because humans have been making up these stories forever. We don't have like any kind of um, one, one answer. Let's put it that way. There's multiple from psychological to biological to, you know, all kinds of stuff. So, and religion and all kinds of things of why we exist. I think people need to choose one. Because if you choose one, and be flexible, I don't think you need one for your entire lifetime, um, but choose a story or a narrative that gives you peace that you can ground into and hold you stable when the game gets hard. So... Um, I see myself as a tree, the roots going into the ground, connect me with nature. I'm part of the divine design of everything else that exists. You know, that, that oneness, that's what I try to align with. Is there this weird thing running everything? And I don't know what it is. 
well, I'm going to label it nature, right? The divine design of nature. I do believe in science. Um, what's already observable and measurable is that there's something happening that's out of our control and it makes the flowers bloom. I mean, we can control it. We have the opportunity to, you know, mix with nature, but if we left it alone, it would still continue life forever in a balanced, sustainable way. So that's what I line with. Um, with nature, what does it do? It expresses. I exist. I exist to express life flowing through me. Um, second is that it is always growing, right? I grow. I express and I grow. And the way I grow is through learning. You know, that's, I guess, the human growth. And then um, I contribute because or connect because as a species, humans need to connect. Our potential is not realized alone. The potential of the, the nature or the life flowing through us is um, exponential when we connect. Okay. So I express, I grow, learn, connect. That's it. That's why I exist. So as long as I'm doing those three things, hey, I'm winning the game. So this is, I, I'm going to just say I make it up, right? Because I'm choosing it from all the expressions I have possible. This is why I live. And um, yeah, and I never struggle with that question. I always want to play this game because this game is easy. That's all I have to do is express, <laughs> grow and connect. That's it. You know, there's not right or wrong. It's just that's the game. Play it. Okay. Now, that's why I'm playing the game. Always remembering I'm nature. I'm expressing. Okay. Um, the other thing is in the tree on the upper left hand side, I actually see this hand coming down and that hand signifies I got you. It's unconditional love. And that's how I live my life. So why I'm waking up every day is because I'm nature expressing itself. And how I do that is I have unconditional love. Now, unconditional love to me means hold space for what is. I respect that divine design enough to hold space for it. And that means in things, in people, in places, expressions. It just is. And it is in a nature of compassion and patience and understanding and support. So unconditional love is what we talk about in humanity all the time. And it's almost like, oh, it's just part of us. Uh, it's a skill. <laughs> First of all, unconditional love is about, again, holding spaces for what is. Um, I know I say holding spaces and that sounds kind of weird, kind of wooey, but that's just how I visualize the intentions of what we're doing in life is we're either holding space for an expression of self and others, or we're closing down those spaces so that expression cannot get through. And unconditional love just opens all these spaces, right? I had to learn unconditional love, uh, again, a skill set of holding space for self, allowing you to be as you are. Now, just because we allow, it doesn't mean that it's like, oh, anything that happens, 
I'm just going to let it happen. I'm not going to engage at all. Um, I think there's a synchronicity that once you allow space for something, you can begin to play with it. Okay, so but you got to start with allowing space. Unconditional love for self. Once you got that down and you just allow yourself to be with kindness and compassion and patience, guess what? When you go out into the world, no longer do you have to try to manipulate others to allow you to be because you're being. You've allowed yourself to be. Um, and then you can allow them to be as well. Let them be. And then you two, um, you two, three, five, how many connect? can start a synchronistic collaboration towards holding more space for more people. And that's what happens in like movements and all those kind of things is a bunch of people get together and they're like, you know what? We could offer more space. And um, yeah, and then they go and they act. And how you do that is up to you, you know, but this is just the foundation that I believe that we all share. Hold space, unconditional love. Um, on the right-hand side, as I'm looking at my tree, I have um, a path and a cliff. And this is the what. What I'm doing in my life. So my what, my path right now, is um, building a community for teens and young adults so that they can learn and problem-solve through collaboration and um project-based learning, and all kinds of stuff, right? Uh, fun. Oh my gosh. Bringing play to learning again. What a concept. Taking the institution out of the process. What a concept. Um, returning it back to the individual. That's what I'm, what I'm trying to do. Um, or what I'm doing on this journey. Yeah, that's basically it. My life worth living is doing that every day. <laughs> that's my what. And then, um, that's the path that I see, like whatever path you walk, you could walk a path of raising your kids. You could walk a path of, um, um, being a small business that brings beautiful things to the world. I don't know. What do you want to do? What game do you want to play? Specifically, what game do you want to play? I think that's the what. Um, so I got this path and I, and I choose the path and I just stick to it. Now, if that's my path, um, humans have this weird way of wanting to do all kinds of stuff mediocre wise and not one thing excellently, right? With mastery. And the path just allows me, Emmalyn, to understand that I need to stay on the path, that I can't distract myself with anything that is um, contrary to what that path is going to offer me, right? I got to stay on it. And so the path is the journey. And then the cliff is surrender, just kind of giving in to as I walk this path, whatever unfolds, I will have the opportunity to deal with it in unconditional love and make my choices so it's in our highest good. I just keep walking, just keep walking. Anything else, I got to surrender. Now, what I, Amalyn, oftentimes have to surrender is the aspects of my character that get in my own way. I don't have any control over anybody else in this world, um, but I can play with my own character and how I show up. So my surrendering is, as I walk this path, anything that comes up in my you know, ego character that doesn't help this, I want to say almost mission purpose kind of label, I got to give it up. Because I'm I'm going down this path. I can't walk that one, you know? 
And then, um, so that's my what. So I got why I play this game. I, I have the unconditional love of how I'm playing. I have my what, which is my purpose of the moment. Um, or it could be a whole lifetime for one. Everybody chooses theirs. And then what I have is um, how, do I, how do I do that in the practicality of day by day is I have what I call my space of creation, which is right between my eyebrows. It's like a theater of my mind. I know everybody doesn't visualize, but I see things. I don't think I see things. I voyage there. <laughs> so when we're talking about like, um, there was an exercise in a YouTube video that I was watching, um, you know, it was a workshop and he was asking us to visualize like a horse and just share the experiences. Um, and so I'm watching a class, right? So he's doing a workshop and there's other people there and they're answering. And, um, it was amazing how diverse we experience things because I'm smelling freaking wet dirt. Like you smell with the rain. It always smells like horses to me. So I'm like getting a smell. I'm seeing the hair on the horse. I'm seeing the dirt on the horse. Um, I can feel the horse's breath when it's like it does that and it breathes out and I can feel that heat coming from the breath. So my visualization is like transporting me into an immersive experience. And so I use visualization for almost everything I do. It's like, to me, it's a magic power for me because I get any answer I want. It's amazing. I can just ask a question. I get an answer. I don't always like I don't always enjoy the answer because sometimes it's not in alignment, a balance, and I have to kind of maneuver myself to align with those answers. Um, but I just ask, um, who am I asking questions to? So I'm asking questions to my highest expression of self, however that comes through. Again, I don't worry about what I'm talking to, if it's like God or if it's the universe or if it's nature or if it's like, what do they call it? Your Jiminy Cricket, your conscious. I don't, it doesn't really matter. But, but I talk out to that which is in my highest good. I speak out. And, and then the most important thing is I listen. I listen. Um, and this is a skill too, because a lot of times I'm fighting you know, I was fighting, 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 not really listen, just in an inward battle. And I learned to remove my ego. So how I remove my ego is, ego is I see it as a candlestick with a flame. And I move that flame back through my body and over to the right. And I set it down on like this little shelf there. And I, and I let it know I'll come back and pick it up. And the reason why I do that is because the ego is basically what I see as the character of Amelin that presents into the world. It's a paperclip of everything that I've chosen consciously or unconsciously um, that, that, that flows through my character, right? My programs, my rituals, my beliefs, my habits, all of those kind of things um, make Amelin Amelin in every single moment but it's, the ego is very flexible. It's very changeable. It's how you interact. So I want, it to remove, I want to remove it while I do the process so I don't keep fighting with it. It wants to preserve the past. And I'm asking for things that are a little different. I want to, I want to change, not necessarily change that which is, but allow for an opening of that which is, right? And then um, the ego wants to just keep the past the way it is. It's like, I don't want to change things. Um, 
So I remove it out of the way. Okay, and then I have a white light that goes all the way through my body, like straight down the tree, like it'd be just like a white light. And that just reminds me about alignment and balance. Um, Extremes are easy for me because I love the experiences of stuff. And so if it's um, something, it's normally a lot of it. And then um, balance is kind of helping me find that healthy point in everything, in everything, right? You could be out of balance on, on some of the weirdest aspects. Um, so it's just always coming to the center, coming to the center, coming to the center. Are those all my processes? Am I missing anything? No. And then sometimes I do like inner child stuff. So I have all the characters of me that show up and I, and I, kind of interact with each one of them as archetypes within me. That's kind of cool. I found that really interesting that I have so much dimension to who I am. Um, Yeah, that's it. So let's see what's going on um, in my life and see what today's topic might be. I'm moving. I'm packing. I'm, oh, look, I don't think that I live a life based on consumerism. I've kind of gotten out of that. And when I worked for corporate, I saw the power of having a lot of like, I was making a salary. So obviously, my income was still limited to what you know, somebody else would give me. But um, for whatever I was doing. So but that amount, I could live way below my means. And then wealth would just happen. Right? It's just easy. <laughs> so I've always kept that. That if I bought that, well, I did buy a big house and a brand new car, you know, the whole marble everywhere and Brazilian um, wood for the floors. It was ridiculous. But I thought that that before I've already had the experience of I was supposed to buy. That's what I thought. I thought life success meant you bought shit. You made a lot of money and then you bought a lot of shit and then you showed people, look what I got. So I don't have that expression anymore, but man, do I still have a lot of stuff? I'm purging and getting rid of stuff. And I'm like, Emmeline, stop. Why do you collect these things? I have like, not, not collectibles, but I just get like, oh, I don't know from journals, way too many journals. I have microphones. I have like five. There's I have too many of each things. Don't even talk about socks. I think that I must have bought like 40 pairs of socks. Who needs 40 pairs of socks? Who has 40 pairs of feet? It's ridiculous. (laughs) So anyway, I'm moving and I'm just noticing how much stuff I collect. So I want to be aware of that. It's not collect. I also, this is cool this week. I noticed how I try to control things. Mm -hmm. I still did it. (laughs) but I caught me doing it while I was doing it and still gave me permission to do it because I was aware of it, but I wanted to kind of pace myself. So, and I was dealing with fear. All right, let me just explain what happened. So I have somebody um, coming to pick up all the stuff, right? So I don't put it in the landfill. They're going to donate it. And um, we made an appointment last week that they were going to come today. And cool, we got that. But then two days ago, on Monday, no, on Sunday, I text and I was just like, hey, are we good? I didn't hear anything. So Monday, I called and I text and I'm like, are we good? And I didn't hear anything. So Amelyn, not having faith or trust, <laughs> I tried to manipulate things. So I called another 
um, agency and ask them to pick it up on the fifth, just in case, just in case, just in case I didn't have faith that they would pull through. Here I am controlling things. Not like five minutes later after I made that um, reservation, did the first people call me and say, oh, we're coming at two. Is that cool? Sorry, it's been a really busy day. Uh, (laughs) I just spent all that time researching other options, finding a solution, and I didn't need to. So I just allowed myself to do it and I watched myself do it. And I thought, well, that's a waste of time because I was running on fear. And how many other times do I do that in my life, right? I run my life on fear, meaning I wasn't intentionally doing this for the betterment of self. I was doing this because I was afraid something bad would happen and it never was going to happen in the first place. (laughs) That is where I try to control, is when I lack faith, is when I try to control. So I noticed that this week, and that was my lesson from last week. So I'm like, woohoo, we see it, we're aware, we're not changing it yet. Well, obviously I changed it because, no, I didn't, I did it. Now I have to cancel that other appointment. But I'm not canceling the other appointment until after they come today, because I realize I'm still holding on to fear. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's hilarious because I literally know what I'm doing is a waste of time and I still want to do it just so I feel better. So I'm going to allow myself the space to do it. Slowly, surely, I will move into faith. But right now, I'm not in synchronicity because I'm trying to force things still. Or maybe them calling the minute after I made that reservation with synchronicity to help me learn this lesson. Hmm. All right, let's go ahead. I'm going to get inside. I'm going to take my three breaths. I'm going to um, get in the present moment, pull up all my spaces for visualization, and then ask my questions. What's in our highest good to know today? Again, I use R because I'm trying to get out of Amelin as the principal thought. (laughs) When I think I'm like Amelin first, everybody else second. And now I want to think just R. If I, I can think of self, but I'm connected to others. So if I think of R, then I'll remove the limitations from a personal expression only consumed with self. Okay. Let's take those breaths. First one is always wonderful. Here we go. I get a rush of a headache, just the blood starting to flow. Alrighty. Okay, roots deep into the earth. There we go. And I have my unconditional love, this faith, surrender, alignment, remove my ego. Okay. I'm just going to ask what is in our highest good to know today? What is in our highest good to know this day? 
I don't know why you say it like that, but that's pretty cool. Oh, hold on. Let me remove my ego. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm just hanging out. We're like, all right, let's go. Okay, hold on. Let me, let me remove my ego again. <laughs> I'm just like so front and center. It's like a toddler that's like at a, at a um, this is what it feels like, a toddler being, am I already in? I don't know. So I'm going to remove my, my ego though. So, but I want to explain the, the picture that I'm seeing. So there's like an adult party, like a cocktail party or something. And I'm a kid and I'm supposed to be in bed, right? I'm supposed to be out of the way. And here I am front and center, just sitting there. Like, I want to be here. I want to watch. I want to participate. So my ego <laughs> wants to play too. I'm going to consciously remove my ego, but I kind of want to allow it like with, you know, when you, a kid can't be part of the party but they're still curious, right? So I'm going to allow them in the room, but I'm going to leave the door cracked so they can, you know, fulfill their curiosity, but not be a part of it necessarily. So here we go. All right. You can watch, just don't participate. All right. What is an our highest good to know today? What is an our highest good to know this day? I'm getting a leaf floating on water and the leaf is spinning, spinning, spinning. So the, um, not tides, current of the water is making these swirly turns as this water goes. Um, it's not like a, a lake or a river. I want to say it's more like a shallow, it's very shallow, um, stream. That's why I want to say it's a stream. And this leaf is kind of floating and it turns in all these little cylinders. So as it's going, it goes circle, 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 and then it'll move on a little bit and circle, 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 and it'll move around a little bit as it goes. But it's not just like a straight line that it's traveling in. It's almost like just going with the current, you know, and it takes it in this not a linear fashion and there's a lot of revisiting so it's going back in circles and then it goes on and then it goes oh so is this like i get it this is like how i'm learning so i'm progressing as if i was a leaf going down a stream um it's with the nature of all the elements so the way that the wind and everything is flowing to make the stream the incline of the um or the decline of the land so that it flows downstream. There's like so much. I, I can't even, you know, fathom everything it took just for this situation to be as it is now. There's so much, you know, history and, and, um, Oh, so much integration from everything. It's all, it is one. It's one in the process. And here I am just going with it, but it's not like a, to, uh, yeah, it's not like, a plus B, boom, C, you're there. Like if I do this and this, I get guaranteed and like direct, I don't know how to explain it. It's not that simple. That's what it basically saying is sometimes I get frustrated because I believe things should be different than they are. And they are in this beautiful dance that doesn't make sense to me all the time. Like this leaf, it has its own expression of even going downstream. And I just want to straighten the stream out and increase the flow and just get it. And um, the, the, the journey of this leaf down the river is what's the beautiful expression. 
It's not it getting to the river. It's how it's turning in all these circles and then going. It's like a little dance. And um, my learning is like that. So I'm going through an experience and I'll circle for a while. It'll come back up. <laughs> It'll go around. It's not just like a, recogniz a recognizing of something and then that something just like I, I see it as there's bends in a river and I'm trying to straighten the river. That's what I'm trying to do. And it's, it's showing me the beauty of this leaf is that's the intention of it. Not this, um, like the boat in the Suez Canal. <laughs> is it Suez? I don't know why that came up, but it's showing me that, you know, this is basically humans um, not in flow with that which is. And we get stuck, right? It's, that's all it is, is just getting stuck. And then we get back into the flow. But during that stuck point, there's a lot of backup of, you know, there's a lot of causes for, or not causes, they're trying to say like effects of me um, getting stuck. Oh, that's it. And so once I get freed, I kind of got to clean up all the stuff that came up when I got stuck. Oh, I get it. Okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. So they're bringing me back to the phone call I made. So basically what happened is I got stuck in fear. And then I did all these activities, right? But I wasn't moving. I was still stuck in that fear. And then when I released that fear, now I got to clean up that mess that I made. But it's no big deal. That's just kind of the process. And it's not really a mess. It's just an expression. We're changing the expression to go with the new perception. Oh, okay. So my perception changes and therefore my expression changes. Okay, I get that. Okay. All right, what else? All right, I'm seeing a little boy. And this little boy, um, he's wearing shorts and tennis shoes. And he's got his knees drawn up to his chest. But not like holding them like out of, you know, fear or, or sadness or anything. He's just kind of so um, immersed in what's in his hand. Oh, he has a bug. So he's like sitting there with his knees pulled up to his chest. And on his knees, he's got this little caterpillar, this really furry, green, oh, it's really soft caterpillar. And he's watching this caterpillar kind of um, inch along on his knee top, on his knees, because his knees are bent. It's like up on his knee. And he's watching this in inchworm go, and he's fascinated with it, but not fascinated with it on the terms of the expression of the worm. He's fascinated with it in terms of how he can play with it. Oh, so he's not only observing, he's watching now, but he's watching with um, kind of an intent of how can I play with this? He, mm, he has a desire to play. He's found something interesting. He's taking it in, observing it, and then he's going to interact with it. How he interacts with it depends on what is feeding his observation. Oh, when he's observing, whatever's program he's thinking is the filter that he's taking that observation, observation through, which then determines what he does. 
So, okay, so I get this. So I'm not actually changing how I behave. That is not where my conscious effort is. Oh, <laughs> yay! They're like, yes, 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 yes. I'm getting it. Okay, so I focus on my actions and trying to control them. What do I do here? How do I respond here? And I'm I'm focused on... Um, uh, the the doing oh again the doing but they're showing me the power of the being the reason why i'm being challenged to focus on the being and and to stop the doing is because the being is the true power and if i work on the being then i don't have to work on the doing it just happens so they're showing me like a a magician trying to create water all the time. So I'm seeing like, you know how Mickey Mouse and the magician's assistant, that's what it looks like. It's not Mickey Mouse, but it's just this, I know that he's um, um, an apprentice. He's young in his magic. Um, and in his young magic, there's a this part of him that just believes if he gets it right, he's just trying so hard to get the results right that are expected. And that's where he's putting his focus. And in that, unfortunately, he has chaos because the true power of the magic is not in the doing, it's in the being behind it. Magic is wielded from within not in the physicality. Once it's physical, it's already there. It's already manifested. So it's like work on the magic in the being. Okay, I get it. Why am I mean that's logical, right? I get it. I, I'm yes, I'm not I'm not in defiance of that. I am to work on the being and not the doing. And it's not because I don't have a part in playing it. So a part of me thought that being would mean surrendering into my humanity because if my humanity is judged based on my production and if I give up the focus of the production, then I'll no longer be able to be successful in the terms of humanity. But it's completely a narrative that I'm just repeating from the past. In reality, if I will give up the production and instead I invest in the system that's running the production, then the results will be consistent and constant and I can let go of the control on the doing. I get it. And this is for everything. Even in the, I can see the community. They're bringing me the community and they're like, if I try to run a community based on the actions, it will be chaos. If I um, try to support the community, by focusing on the system, the being of it, the magic behind the doing of it, then it will flow and I don't have to control anything. Okay, I get this. So to be able to do it for them, meaning hold space and then let the magic flow through and have the production and that's having faith in it is easier when I understand that I put in the work for the, the system, the process, the thoughts, the programming, all of those kind of things. Okay. I get this. I see this. I see the efficiency of this and anything I, that I create. 
Sometimes I like to create the end results because that's where I believed for very long my power was. Oh, okay. So the reason why I show up the way that I did and um and very forceful. So I do have this very intentional, let's get shit done kind of feeling. But I, oh, this is kind of sad. Hold on. I'm just feeling the emotion that's coming up. And what that is, is such a desire, but a lot of failure. And when I fail, I I feel bad because I've tied my power to the results. So when I do things and they fail, and they're going to fail because I'm manipulating the water after it's already coming out of the hose, I need to manipulate the source of the water, right? And the quality of the water that's flowing through. But because I try to manipulate the water when it's coming out of the hose and I fail to change that, then I feel bad. Like I'm I'm not getting it. But it's not that I'm not getting it. I'm trying to manipulate things that I don't have power over. I have power over the water before it leaves the hose. Yet I spent my whole life trying to manipulate the water after it's already out. Okay. And I can see how that's going to fail, right? Is that my magic is behind the scenes. My magic is in the system, be it self or be it a creation. Okay. But then, okay, so here's my question is if I'm creating systems, am I hurting other people by creating systems? I always think that maybe because the systems now are so controlling All right, tell me about that. Okay, so here's the thing is they're still in the systems that are controlling. They're still trying to control the outcome, right? The results, they're forcing it. um, And the system is not naturally producing something. It's forcing something. Um, So basically what they're showing me is that by creating the magic behind the hose. So I'm in the, I'm in, I'm seeing a hose, right? And so they're showing me the spigot that comes out of the house and they're saying the water in there, that's what I focus on, right? And then whatever flows out of it is what I have faith in. But that's not the, and then, you know, it just happens, but that's not the way the system works when when they're trying to create it outside and in control is that they're not allowing things to flow through. They're trying to force it for everybody. It's, um, mm, I see. Okay. So they're changing the state of the water from frozen to gas to all of that. And each state that the water's in has a more efficient way of being dispersed, but we try to disperse all of them in the same way. And it's, it's not effective. And sometimes they mix and it's not, um, yeah, I get it. I get it. I get it. This is all about our control. My control. (laughs) No, not ours. Your control. (laughs) This is about me, (laughs) how I'm controlling it. Okay. I get it. I get it. I get the whole picture. Um, and then I guess the, the whole stream with the leaf is, is that's kind of helping me have more patience because I'm seeing it turn, turn, turn. And, and I think it should not be, but it's showing me that it does to have the patience for the way that it unfolds and flows. That's not 
mind to control. So the being is what I thought was the doing because I'm not doing and being. I'm, it's almost like I'm clearing. Oh, got it. Got it. I see it. I see it. So it's almost like this. Okay. So in the beginning, before the water flows through the hose, I am taking away all that is not in the highest good. So all the impurities, all the, um, whatever it is, right? So I'm, it's, um, they're like saying like I'm filtering. Yeah. So my being is doing the filtering. So I need to put in the, like the charcoal and the sand and the, all the things that it filters through. That's what I'm working on. That's my perception. That's my character. That's my beliefs is I'm, I'm creating like a system so that the water will flow through me and come out pure and clean. Oh, so I don't try to have to, I don't try to make it clean after it's already come out. That requires extra effort and um, failure. Okay. So I guess this is why I struggled so much with being is because I didn't understand what being was. And being is still within my control because being is like, um, almost like it shows me like Legos, right? I'm creating my being with intention and that is what I'm doing. I do it on the back end and then I don't have to put so much effort on the front end. It's, it's, it's the programming. It's not the try to control keys, use the keyboards for every single control. Just run a program and have faith in it and let it run. But be very diligent in what program I'm creating on the back end because that is what is going to give me results. And then if I try to correct it afterwards, it's come out and it's not exactly, you know, what's intended, then I, I'm, that's like I'm, I'm pretending to change the molecular system. But all I'm doing is putting it in different containers and adding stuff to it. But it has not changed in its essence. I need to go back to before it came out, the water came out of the hose, and that's where I changed the essence. This is very clear to me. In my mind, I get it. I'm like, duh, Emmeline, what are you struggling with? You still are in expression. You actually have more expression in defining um, the, the art piece, right, <laughs> that produces this consistent and constant and and. and ease of creation. Hmm. So this is all, okay, so I got a little, I'm a little verklempt because I just saw the beauty of it. Um, <laughs> but like they just, um, sorry, I'm in awe. Hold on. <laughs> okay, so it's like show, they're showing me in my most radiant um, <laughs> um, okay. So I'm just watching and I'm feeling what it feels like to be in alignment. And it's beautiful. It's, um, <laughs> it feels like art. It feels like dance. 
it feels like, um, I don't know, it feels like love. <sighs> There's just like this gentleness to it and this nurturing and it doesn't feel at all how mechanical and and robotic and um authoritarian that what i was expecting to create feels in contrast you know this feels like i don't know like comfort and clouds and <laughs> it smells like bubble gum it's like <laughs> it's just everything you could i could ever want and they're showing me the source of it is just me investing in me being me <laughs> so they're like showing me waking up i do my meditation i'm going on my walk i'm sitting down and creating i'm like i'm, I'm working with people it's just it's it's flow it's almost like if I could turn myself into a butterfly, you know, like, I don't know. So I see like this earthworm, right? Or this caterpillar, whatever it is. And it's, it's, it's very earthy to me. It seems it's grounded, right? It's connected. It's, it's slower. It's, um, the colors aren't as bright, but it's like, um, a, a, a pulpus or pupil or student. It's becoming but then if the cocoon is right, <laughs> get it, with all the nutrients and the time, then the butterfly emerges. And the difference in the butterfly is it rides on the wind. The freedom is in its expression. Ugh. And there's a whole nother way of being, too. It's not about to transform. So it's like the caterpillar is thinking about transformation, right? It will transform. It's going to become. That's what the thought process is at that moment, is the journey of becoming. But once it becomes, it doesn't think about becoming anymore. So it's like... <laughs> It's like bringing me peace, I guess, right? It's like, it's like, it's okay. This feels like work. But once you're merged, you never have to think about doing the work again because it's automatic. It will just be who I am. I guess there's this, and I'm out, my eyes open up and boy, am I, they're all, you know, <laughs> full of fluid. Oh. It's it's, it just feels so magical. You know what I mean? It's like, duh, why wouldn't I choose that? <laughs> so I guess there's a part of me that thinks it's always going to be hard. It's like how I, it's like being for me is so much harder than doing because I have not done it. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I have not focused on being before. So it's work, right? It's a new way of expression. And there's a part of me that just believes it's going to be hard all the time. That I'm going to be like, uh, uh, fighting, 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 you know, trying to become. And it's like, why can't I just be? But it's like, you don't have to fight to become when you are. You just are. So it's like saying that, you know, 
the butterfly can just be the butterfly. It's not thinking about, you know, becoming a caterpillar. I mean, becoming a butterfly still. So doing the work at some point turns into being. Oh, I get that. Which logically makes sense. My brain gets things. <laughs> My left-hand brain is like, duh. Once you spell it out in a logical way, we got this. But then there's my right brain that is just terrified. So the instructions are clear. But then the alignment to those ex- instructions is that surrender. I kind of just got to have faith before I see the results. That by keeping on the path that I'm on, the results are going to come and just, it's almost like one day. I don't know. I don't know how long this takes. It wasn't like a, um, you know, a time frame, but it's just like all of a sudden I won't have to think about doing the work to be anymore. I will just be. So what is my lesson? I guess my lesson is to focus on where I'm at. So where am I at? I'm a caterpillar investing in the effort to become a butterfly. And when I put in the effort in the now as a caterpillar, then I know that I won't need to be putting an effort to become a butterfly once I'm a butterfly. So the being is in the becoming, and that is by in alignment with nature, because it's already happening. The caterpillar is not forcing itself to become a butterfly. It is going into the flow of the divine that flows through them. Oh. So this is the difference than the practical doing. The being is a much more... synchronistic working together and the doing is where I become authoritarian over my environment and I try to control it. Okay. You know what? I have read about being so very long ago. I knew this stuff from like Richard Bach way back in my high school years. (laughs) Right. It's like, I know this. Why? Has it taken this long for me to just all of a sudden see it? So clearly, I'm like, okay, now I get being. Now I understand. Oh, well, I get it now. Okay, being, we're still in being. But I think I feel more comfortable in how to be. I'm okay with focusing on the caterpillar journey to become the butterfly. Knowing that. One day the caterpillar emerges and no longer has to try to be a butterfly. It is. (laughs) It has become. All right. I'm becoming a butterfly. (laughs) Butterfly. Hmm, Reminds me of Bambi. Butterfly. (laughs) And we're complete. 